to Ghoulish Tendencies. I'm Gabby. And I'm Kim, and we are two paranormal investigators who delve into the depths of the famous and not-so-famous cases of Moida ghosts, legends, and lore with a healthy dose of debunking. Indeed. Although we're doing something a little different tonight. We are. We have yeah. a guest. We and do. we're going to talk about our guest in just a moment. But because we've literally forgotten to talk about this at the beginning of every other episode since it's we've true. updated it. It's true. We need to intro our updates to Patreon mm-hmm. for those of you that don't even know that we have a Patreon because maybe you don't listen to the end of our episodes. So we have a, uh, a new a new subscription type option. We have... It makes it sound classy. <laughs> we are classy, Kim, okay? Uh-huh. Uh, mm, so you could be a spirit for $2. A spirit. It's a cheap spirit. <laughs> cheap spirit. If you want to be a cheap spirit... That's how I like it. Join our Patreon. Um, <laughs> if you are a $2 a month subscriber, uh, you get access to seasonal bloopers, which is everything that we edit out that generally is very entertaining. You say um, 90% of them are me. I mean, not only the last one, the, the rest of them, I promise, are not that way. Um, but that's for uh, cheap spirit is $2. If you do $5, you are considered an apparition. Apparitions get access to the same seasonal bloopers, but you also get access to unedited videos of the entire episode the same day that the episode releases. So the if you'd like to see what we look like when we're talking about all the things that we talk about and you want to see a cat butt in the screen cat or butt. a dog just like drinking water really loudly and being annoying. Aggressively. And pause, aggressively um, drinking water. Or sirens. Uh, you'll generally see that in the unedited videos, but also you can see our facial expressions and it's very fun. Um, that is what we have for an apparition. Um, as a ghoul, ghouls mm. are $10 a month. Ghouls get what spirits and apparitions get, but you also get my personal favorite thing that we offer to our new patrons, which is ghoul side chats. And ghoul side chats is basically time where Kim and I come together and talk about current events that are weird or relevant to the things that we talk about um, and shoot the shit, for lack of a better term, uh, unedited. So that's fun. And that'll Very come unedited. out generally like as we record it so that the current events remain current and are not mm. delayed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what you would get as a ghoul in addition to the seasonal bloopers and the video of the episode. But if you want to like be like, you know what, $10 a month is not enough. I love Kim and Gabby way too much. I want to give you more of my money. You can be a cryptid. <gasps> and if you are a cryptid... You can suggest a topic for us to cover. That is for $20 a month. Um, If you give us uh, $20 in a month, monthly, you can suggest topics to us that we will cover. Um, You also will get live shout outs on episodes and access to everything that ghouls, apparitions, and spirits also get. So if you're not a patron yet, please go to patreon.com, ghoulish tendencies podcast, And whatever you would like to donate, we appreciate and helps give us a little bit of motivation to give you more content. So uh, that is our Patreon exclusive. Um, There are already, I believe, three Ghoulside chats up. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, check it out. Check it out. out. Anywho, having said that, let's keep this ball rolling Mm. and introduce our guest, 
Jennifer Page, teller of ghost stories, and she herself is actually a spirit medium. She's also a podcaster and is the host of I Talk to Ghosts, which makes a lot of sense because she's a spirit medium. (laughs) They go hand in hand. Hey, Jennifer, how's it going? Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. This is so exciting. (laughs) We're so stoked to have you. And uh, Kim's got us like situated. We're really excited to kind of understand why you're here. Who are you? Who's Jennifer Page? All the big important life questions and afterlife questions. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. (laughs) Well, now for our listeners who might not be uh, familiar with the term spirit medium, what what does that mean? What is it that you do? What is it that I do? <laughs> it is very hard to describe in everyday terms, but uh, what I'll do is uh, I'll, I'll host a reading for someone. The person I'm reading for there called my sitter. Mm-hmm. And um, I contact or connect them with someone that they love who has passed. Sometimes it's multiple people. And uh, I'll identify uh, who this person is, usually through their personality. Sometimes I'm shown things. Sometimes I physically feel things or I emotionally feel things. Sometimes I even smell things. And it starts to uh, form this whole tapestry of events. And what's always so intriguing to me is how specific yet random it can seem that you know, you can take this, you know, grouping of information and then apply it to someone else. And this, and they'll be like, this means nothing to me. But for my sitter, you know, these significant things come up. And um, I, I just find it, even as just an observer, let alone a participant, I just find it absolutely fascinating and, and wondrous. That's when so you're, cool. And you're going to be doing uh, a reading for Gabby later. I am. Heck yes. yes. Yeah. I can't wait. So I'm after, so excited. After our interview, you'll you'll get to to experience that, which uh, is really exciting. So then, have you always been sensitive? Like even when you were young, were you experiencing these things? Um. Yeah, I've always considered myself a ghost magnet. Oh. And um, actually, my first memory is of seeing a ghost when what? I was two. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was revealed in my podcast, by the way. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, most of the houses that I've lived in have had activity, mm-hmm. uh, including the one I currently live in. And um, it took me a very long time to figure out that that was kind of connected to mediumship. And I, I often think that a lot of people who have encountered uh, a lot of ghosts or have lived in haunted houses or experienced things there, you know, they just may have a natural ability for mediumship themselves. I actually think that we all have an ability in some degree. It's what we pay attention to and what we want to cultivate and what we find kind of fascinating and important, what we're putting our energy into that is the important thing. So is it something that you can like uh, almost build your awareness of like once that light starts to come on and you're looking at things that way, uh, you can kind of build that as a skill almost? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's absolutely. amazing. And I, I find I'm always learning and it's always different. Um, 
But yeah, it, like I said, like, you know, if you wanted to make your world about knitting, you could, you know, Mm -hmm. you could join groups, you can learn, you know, knit all the time, you could wear only things that you knit, you know, and suddenly knitting is your whole world. And it's kind of reinforcing it for you Mm -hmm. as well. So like anything in our reality, it's, you know, what we believe shapes our world and what we give our energy to and our time and attention, what we focus on, good or bad, it, it kind of, it, it lends itself to that and, and builds and grows and, and I mean, yeah. <laughs> is this something like, is there a history of this in your family at all or that you're aware of? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Um, in fact, a lot of my family don't know I do this. Uh, really? Oh. Shh. No. <laughs> I'm like, you are on a podcast, ma'am. No one. <laughs> right, no one right. No, no, no one say, family. no one say anything. We're keeping this on the DL. <laughs> Meanwhile, your family never told you that they were psychic and they know everything and never told you. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's like no one's talking to each other. <laughs> Everyone knows what's happening and no one's talking. It's like yeah, Bruno. Yeah. Wild. We don't talk about it, but we all right. know he's there. Awkward. 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 <laughs> uh, well, so then, then at what point did you decide to turn this into something that you know you have your your current podcast? Uh, I know uh-huh. you've you've done stuff previously. When did you think you know I want to do this more? I want to do this publicly and and connect more. Right. Right. Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, Really, what connected the dots for me was a couple of years ago, I was in a car accident. And no, that's not where I got my psychic powers. Uh, I actually got a lot of neck and back pain. Oh, and, and I was so desperate that uh, I remembered in the past that I had occasionally done some energy healing work mm. for desperate friends. And and it, it had I had success with that. So <laughs> I got on YouTube. I watched a couple of videos and just put my hands on my neck and just focused on, I know it sounds corny, mm-hmm. all kinds of love and energy yeah. in, into my neck and I, just pure desperation. And the next day my neck didn't hurt anymore. Mm. My back did, but I <laughs> joked that I couldn't reach my back. That's true. It's harder. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. But, but from there, uh, I'm like, well, let me give this some attention. It's, it's worked in the past. I'm seeing results. And, uh, I started studying Reiki. Oh, mm. cool. Mm-hmm. And from there, uh, I was, um, you know, uh, practicing friends, family, starting to do uh, some professional sessions and accidentally, unexpectedly, sometimes spirits started coming in during those sessions. Oh, wow. And so I would relay the information back to the person, um, like one of the stories I tell on my podcast, uh, my friend Angel had COVID and uh, I'm like, Hey, I'll do a remote session for you. Mm -hmm. And while I was doing that um, for lack of better ways to describe it, uh, a woman came in and uh, you know, kind of mentally in my metaphysical space. And I'm like, Hey, do you want to assist? And she's like, yeah, (laughs) cool. And um, she, she was showing me her hands that she had the same hands as Angel. I'm like, okay. And then she started showing me all these antique watches I'm like, all right, okay, in the middle of this session, but uh, okay. And uh, the next day I I talked to Angel and they said, all right, this might sound really weird, but this is what happened. There's this woman 
and she was showing me these watches. And she goes, I know exactly who that is. That's my mom and who has passed. Mm. And she, she collected antique watches. And if mm. there was anything that would indicate that that was her, that would have been it. Mm. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And just from there, um, it, it w- sometimes it would happen, sometimes it wouldn't. But it, that's really what kind of got the, the hook of the idea in me that's like, why don't you read some medium books? Why don't you take a few classes? Why don't you do workshops? Why don't you do practice readings for people? And um, it's just so fascinating. And the the results are just, I, I don't know. I feel like I can't even believe it. And, and I'm, I'm participating in all of these readings. And um, with my podcast, I had wanted to tell, I, I really wanted to do a podcast where I could tell my own ghost stories mm-hmm. and read, narrate ghost stories as well that I really love. And I named it, um, I Talked to Ghosts. And this was before... I started doing mediumship Mm. and Max was like, that's a great name, but I don't know if it fits. But by the time I actually got around to doing the podcast, it fit. (laughs) So that was a kind of cool mental suggestion out of nowhere that I got that um, I lined up as well. And I just went from there. It wasn't something that I intended to do. It was more like I've always been fascinated with ghosts and the paranormal. And I've always accredited my my excitement for it and my attention for it that would attract it. And that, you know, there's probably some truth to that as well. But um, just seeing this path of, of how I got here um, is is rather interesting to me. And, you know, if someone had told me I'd be doing this, I'd be like, what? No, I'm the shyest person ever. I'm not going to go on Zoom and tell people about their past loved ones. <laughs> you know, so. That's so awesome. I feel like the coolest thing about that is the fact that you named your podcast, I Talked to Ghosts, and you didn't even know you could talk to ghosts. Like, that's <laughs> nuts. I was, I was literally pulling out of my driveway one April and it popped in my head. Why not call it I Talk to Ghosts? And I'm like, I love that. Yes. <laughs> we shall call it that. <laughs> and, I, and, you know, it, and I'm just like, I, I love this so much. And, and yeah, and the fact that it, it fits now is, yeah, it really tickles me. <laughs> do you ever... Yeah. Do you, do you ever get a message? Uh, like I know you said sometimes you'll you'll receive messages where you're like, this doesn't really make a lot of sense, but I'll pass it on and see what happens. Have you ever gotten one where you've just been like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, this is probably well, this is probably a story I wouldn't tell on my own podcast, <laughs> but I think it's appropriate for yours. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I I was going to be doing a, a reading for a woman, and um, her her boyfriend came through, and um, I was like, "Well, how would she know you?" And he was like, "Oh, she'd know." Oh, no. <laughs> and he made a dick joke. Yes, he <laughs> yes! did. Yes, he did. Wait, do you remember the joke? Oh, um, well. Mentally, he showed me the Ace of Wands in tarot cards, which is very notorious for, you know, it's kind of an inside joke to uh, big dicks. 
<laughs> that is amazing. That's great. So it, so at least like he, he, I didn't get some metaphysical dick pic or something. <laughs> at least the, the, but the joke itself, like you know, he was like, "Oh, you know," <laughs> and it made me blush. Also, it was your, your metaphysical dick experience. <laughs> oh, that'd be a great band name. <laughs> Metaphysical dick experience? Yes. No. <laughs> I would listen to that band. I, I would donate to that band. I right? would donate to their Patreon as a yes. cryptid. Yes. I would kickstart <laughs> that album. <laughs> Who needs a band name? Actually, Who needs funny, a band my, name? My husband's band needs a band name. I should pitch it to him. Pitch it. Like a metaphysical dick. Hey. <laughs> hey. Is that how you get a mes- metaphysical dick tent? Is like a ghost? <laughs> In a sheet. <laughs> <laughs> right. Stupid. We said we'd work a dick joke in here somehow. Yeah. Here it is. And here it TTP, is. TTP, how long was that? Uh, 17 minutes. Yeah, Not it didn't too take shabby. Too long. <laughs> uh, well, so then can you like can you tune in, tune out? If you if you go into a space where there's a lot of activity, a lot of hauntings, are you able to kind of tune it out or is it does it ever get overwhelming? Um, I think it it used to get overwhelming mm-hmm. because I didn't know what was going on, but I am a firm believer that you can set shop hours and, and rules. Like I, you know, some mediums, like, I don't want to know how you died, or I don't want to know about gruesome murders or, or don't, you know, my personal rule is don't wake me up when I'm sleeping. Well, yeah, that's I just mean. <laughs> you know, you know. You're so you're in such a vulnerable state when you're sleeping mm-hmm. and also you're kind of open to something and it's like, no, no, don't, Hard don't, time. don't do that to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, it can be overwhelming. Uh, a lot of times I will pick up on the feelings of my sitter mm. the whole day before the reading mm. um, or uh, I usually have to start paying attention once the um, when we're getting closer to to the time, like the day before and and kind of the day after. And um, sometimes it's like it takes me a while to figure out, okay, is this me or is this something else? Because it's so intertwined. But for the most part, I have such an analytical brain. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like I'm two people, mm. where it's like I don't believe any of this. But then I, I I trust that when I go into this space, uh, it's just a different playing field and um, you've got to shut your analytical brain off. If I was sitting there analyzing it, it would all fall apart and crumble, mm-hmm. you know. So um, it's a little mix of everything, really. Now, you, you mentioned that pretty much everywhere that you've lived has had a, a haunting of some kind. Yeah. Do you... Do you seek out haunted locations? Do you do like any ghost hunting or is that like, oh, <laughs> um, well, I've gotten to the point where I like, I'll bring my EMF detector to any place I'm going to go live, you know, like, all right, before I commit. Just <laughs> <laughs> do a little, little test here. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Have them let you know, like, hey, I'm here too. Sign it up for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't. I don't necessarily seek it out. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a lot of opportunity to go on ghost hunts. I just haven't been part of um, a crew, mm-hmm. which would be great to do. I'm totally open to we that. And do. I would love to start, you know, now that the pandemic is sort of subsiding, um, you know, I, it, yeah, 
Um, it, it's nice to have that possibility, mm-hmm. especially now. Gosh, now. Um, but um, I don't. I I don't think I would necessarily pick a house just or a place to live just because it was haunted. Mm-hmm. It you know, and then sometimes a house can be not active for a family that is in there Mm -hmm. and then someone else comes in or something changes and then suddenly something stirred up, you know? Mm -hmm. So you just never know. But no, I I don't think I would actively seek it out. And and like on a daily basis, sometimes I think about, wouldn't it be cool to just go chill in a cemetery and see what happens? That was me in high school. Yeah, um, but the weather's just been too crappy lately yeah, to entertain the notion <laughs> up here in Pacific Northwest. So, uh, have you ever like been walking down the street and and passed somebody and gotten hit with something, or or felt like there was something following them or with them, or just kind of hit with that sense? Ab- absolutely. Um, there was one experience where um, me and my partner Maxwell were walking down the street and this couple was coming towards us and she kind of shimmered a mm. bit. Ooh. And I immediately knew there was something going on with her sister. Oh. And um, I'm like, well, what am I going to do? <laughs> you know, go up to someone in the street, you know, like, <laughs> like, like excuse street, me, <laughs> street mis- magician. But they happened to go into the same restaurant with us. Oh, dang. And they sat across from us. <gasps> so the entire time... I was like distracted. And then at the end of our meal when we're signing the checks, Maxwell was like, okay, what is up? And I told him, I go, there's something going on with her and her sister. Should I go say something? And he's like, you know, I don't know if I could, but, you know, do it if you want to. And I go, she's never going to see me again. This would be a good story for her grandkids. (laughs) (laughs) I go over to her and her partner and I'm like, excuse me, but. This might be a weird question, but do you have a sister? And she goes, yeah, but she's in Colorado. And I go, is there a thing is, with her? Is there some kind of um, drama or something? Is something going on? And her partner goes, there's always something going on. <laughs> and I said, well, if you could just separate yourself from what it is, look at it objectively from the outside and get to a point where it's like, see her in a different light. So it's not affecting you so much. Uh, it could be really helpful. And she's like, Oh, I don't know. And I go, well, the holidays are coming up and they're like, Oh God. Yeah. The holidays are coming up. I'm like, anyway, I just, I, 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 I get things sometimes. I just wanted to say something and I left and it occurred to me that I think it was her grandmother who was nudging her uh. to help her sister and, you know, the holidays were coming up and, uh, and, uh, and all these things. And um, from what I was shown, it was, it was true. And that's crazy mm. to me. I'm like, how, how did that just happen? That's so <laughs> cool. Yeah. But I could see where it would be. I mean, you to your point, you don't want to, like, chase someone down and be like, excuse me. <laughs> no. And a lot of people, you don't know if they want to hear something yeah. or not. Mm-hmm. And, they're, you know, I would rather someone come ask me or ask for a reading or, you know, because then they're open to it. They're not being blindsided by it. Um, you know, what if they're really trying to cope with something and then some total stranger interrupts their meal and 
you know, ruins their day. Yeah. You know, you, you just, it's, it's not nice to presume that everyone wants to hear it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, well, why am I being told this? You know, I wasn't asking for it. I, I don't know. But I've certainly heard stories from the other end of, of someone saying, you know, I, I don't mean to tell you, but here I am telling you. And then right. it wasn't necessarily a good experience right. or sometimes it is. So you just have to kind of be mindful mm-hmm. about it. And I think that there's a lot of that in mediumship study where it's like de- how to deliver information mm-hmm. tactfully, mm. mindfully and appropriately. That and makes I a think lot of that's. Sense. Yeah, that's certainly a circumstance where it's like if someone isn't necessarily coming to you for a reading, what are you doing? Why are you invading their life? Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I think in that space specifically, like you, you saw her on the street, but then going into the same restaurant, sitting so close, that's right. the universe kind of being like, hey, <laughs> you should exactly. go, go say something. Go, go, it's, it's, it's right there. It's right there. Right. Yeah. Right. Like what? what are the odds that they were – sat next to us after the fact, you know, because we went, they went in, I think they went to the bar. We went out to the back patio and there were other tables out there and stuff, but boom, they're sitting right next yeah. to us. I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> it what follows. do you do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I've changed my hair color since then. So Just in yeah, case. I've, never I've changed my identity. You. Like, where's that weird redhead in, in Edmonds, you know? <laughs> it's incognito. Who was that mysterious redhead? <laughs> She's blonde now. That's, that's all. <laughs> She's oh, sorry, having more fun. away your secrets. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was catching up on some of your more recent episodes uh and and oh, cool. you know you you share your your ghost stories and i was really curious uh how you you pick which ones you feature i know you'd mentioned some of them are your own experiences but others mm-hmm. are ones you just really like um yeah. w- when you're compiling them like do you do research do you share ones you know what's that experience like well the ones that i share that aren't mine that i narrate mm-hmm. with the music and the special effects I read a lot of ghost stories and the ones that stick with me, I'm hoping they will stick with other people. Mm-hmm. And and that's like, I want to share the spooky experience, right? And um, with my own ghost stories, it tends, you know, if I'm covering a topic and it seems appropriate, it's like, yeah, then I'll add that in. And I was just thinking recently that I haven't told my own ghost story in a while. I'm, I'm kind of drifted away from that and like, no, I got to come back. And I'm going to be doing an episode on like haunted objects. Ooh. And I certainly, in one of my favorite topics. And um, I, I certainly have a story that of an experience that I have with um, an article that was messed with a lot. Mm. Um, so I, I, I got to get back into that slot of things. You know, uh, originally I was just telling ghost stories in the earlier episodes, ghost stories that I love and ghost stories that I've experienced. And then it was actually my partner, Maxwell, who was like, you know, I know you're talking about your readings, but show your readings. And I'm like, I don't know if I can do that, but apparently (laughs) I can. He's really good at um, pushing me in a good way. You know, getting getting me out of my comfort zone, my my shy little comfort zone, and um, it, it is a great. It was a great idea, and and he is right, and uh, I really love that there are people who 
want to participate and and sign up and get this free reading and be a part of the podcast. It's just really wonderful. That's so cool. I love that. I like want to hear a ghost story now. <laughs> like one of mine? Or yeah. you want me to read? Well, no, just <laughs> tell us like, sorry, Kim, I'm jumping and I'm so excited. I just no, figure yeah. that this is like the perfect time to ask. I actually had written this down as like one of the questions that we could potentially ask you was like, do you have like a particular psychic event or ghost story that like mm. stands out to you that you'd want to share with us sure. as like a kind of sneak peek into what you talk about on your podcast? I forget which ones I've told and which ones I haven't. Um, there. Um, yeah, here's one that I haven't told where um, I had some friends over and we were rewatching Buffy. Nice. <laughs> yes. And um, our, we have like, you know, a large flat screen and it's on like a small entertainment center and there were like game figures on the, on the entertainment center. And all of a sudden, one of them just started spinning. Ooh. And here, let me get this obsidian <laughs> tower <laughs> to demonstrate. Love a visual. So not only was it spinning, it was also doing <gasps> this. Oh. And then it just, it did like eight rotations and then it just stopped. Did it fall <laughs> over or did it stay nope. standing up? It stayed standing up. <gasps> what? It's like the ending of, uh, what's that movie with Leo? Inception. Inception. <laughs> It's an inception moment. Is it going to fall? Is it going to fall? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I haven't lived in a lot of places where you see things manipulated. You know, here things have disappeared and reappeared. Um, but like to actually see it happen was a very freaky moment. Um, but so that's that's one, you know, it. there's not a lot of narrative to it. But boy, you know, when something like that happens and you just your brain and you just can't explain it and it and is shocking and it's spooky and you get goosebumps and um you know i've had other things happen in that room um uh, i saw the hat man up there once <laughs> um can you and explain said, who the hat man is for people that don't know sure what that is Subcategory of hauntings there's a category called shadow people who are basically just dark silhouettes like darker than dark um sometimes you can see their eyes or or they'll just be like a hole through where the eyes would be or no eyes at all just a silhouette and i think the ultra king of the shadow people maybe um would be stories of the hat man who is all in shadow or you can't see his face and he either has a wide brim hat or a top hat mm -hmm. sometimes he's wearing a cloak you know and um that is a story that I've told on my podcast as well, where um, I just had a, a really, really bad day. I was in a really, really bad mood and I ended up tossing and turning. So I went upstairs to our TV room and uh, eventually I fell asleep and I woke up thinking someone is here and I sit up and he was just standing in the corner. <gasps> black as black, mm. brimmed hat orange glowing eyes and his silhouette the edges of his his frame was like wispy smoke oh. mm. yeah i just yeah, got the full yeah. body chills right when you uh -huh. said that and i and i and you know i know about 
the hat man because I've done paranormal podcasting and I read stories and I was just like, no, 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 no. And I, I laid back down, closed my eyes, opened them again and he was gone. Mm. And like the next day I smoke cleansed. There's still a selenite up there and <laughs> like protection herbs and, you know, people have slept up there since and everything. And, you know, but it's funny that those two things happened in that room and um, it's kind of its own uh, loft area. It's it on the side of the house. There's um, on one side inside there's stairs that go up and that's the only room that is like a third story. And sometimes like you can hear the floor creaking and mm. sometimes it does sound like there's someone up there. Um, but actually, um, since I have started doing mediumship, we thought that the, the activity in the house would uh, ramp up but it's actually dampened it quite a bit hmm. um, because I think it's because I'm flinging more of my own energy out there. You know, to, to practice mediumship, you have to, they say you got to really raise your vibration to reach spirit halfway, you know? Hmm. And so with me flinging out as much love and compassion and when warmth and light that I can, I think I'm claiming my space more than ever. And it's actually kind of, it's it's cleansing the house for me, and plus I'm I'm setting those office hours, like I said, and and uh, so it's just really interesting that um, it has the activity has been a, a much quieter, which is which is nice in a way, you know. Do you have uh, other mediums who you work with or or have you know <laughs> group sessions uh-huh. with where you all get to like <laughs> bitch about whatever's happening or or throw down stories uh i i wish i did uh-huh. i mean i have <clears throat> access to a couple they call them circles uh-huh. um where people practice or um just you know sit in their energy or uh, do uh, meditation or something. It doesn't have to be, but usually um, there are like practice sessions and, and things like that. But I have not had the time to really research a circle or, you know, see if it's a good fit. Mm-hmm. But but that would be really nice. I, I feel like I kind of work in a vacuum, but in a way you have to because the comparison game is so terrible. Mm-hmm. But when I do a reading for someone who has met with another medium in the past, I do tend to be like, tell me stories. How would, you know, how did they work and what did they do mm-hmm. and what came through for them? But that, that'll be like after I do my reading. So that's not in my head. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. like, how come he got names? You know, it's just- <laughs> You're all bitter about it. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> spirits talk to him more. Mm. Right, right. It's like no, that, no room for that. <laughs> do you think that, like, uh, do you ever experience people when you talk about what you do or when you say what you do, uh, getting judgment or, or have misconceptions about what it is you do? Um, mostly online. <laughs> Such as the know. internet. <laughs> Yeah, uh, a lot of um, <clears throat> religious judgment mm, or, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. or oh, you're a scammer. Oh, jeez. You know? or, or, oh, I know how this works. You're cold reading someone. And mm. and then they'll block me before we can, you know, I mostly I'm like, well, tell me about your experiences that led you to believe this, mm-hmm. you know, because everyone has a story, but it usually doesn't even go that far, far. And if they're just downright 
belligerent. It's just like, okay, block, delete, move on. Yeah, yeah. You know, if it's not for someone that has nothing to do with me, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely okay. But, you know, I, I think the most common thing is someone thinking that, uh, I have some Sherlock Holmes ability <laughs> of, oh, I see the wedding ring and the frayed part of the sure. sweater. And, you know, or I I found out that their grandmother had this China set because of Facebook. You know, I'm data mining something. Oh, Sounds um, exhausting. <laughs> it is exhausting. <laughs> but, but the truth is uh, I do a lot of my prep work. Before I even meet with someone, mm-hmm. a lot of times I'll only have a first name. Like, okay, Katie. And I have to tell myself, I don't know who Katie is. I don't know what Katie looks like, but the spirits know. And I do a lot of prep work. Um, I have a, a whole notebook here. And Gabby, we're, we're going to go through my notes that I created yesterday. So it's like, you can't tell me I'm cold reading someone. Right. And, and you know... I feel like I get the best experiences of all, actually, because I'm experiencing everything, mm-hmm. you know, and and like still I get it because my analytical brain doesn't like it either. <laughs> it really doesn't. Mm-hmm. Your analytical brain wants to rip apart anything it can't hold in its hands or break or, you know, until there's nothing left so that we feel comfortable and feel like we know and like, you know what? We just don't know. And you have to put all that aside. Mm. And if you can't, that's totally understandable because we live in this world. It's a very physical material world and it's very loud and noisy mm-hmm. and people feel safe here. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what they can hold in their hands and what they can affect and what they can understand. And that's great. I don't, you know, if, if someone has their mind made up before they even meet me or even during this conversation, that's cool. Yeah. That's absolutely cool. Hmm. Uh, do you have, <laughs> this was one of Gabby's but questions, but then I was like, yeah. Do you okay. have thoughts on, on the spirit boards or the Ouija boards? Yes. Oh. I'm so glad that you asked it. Yes. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about Ouija boards. Do tell. Um, I, you know, I think they're great. You know, um, I think that intention is everything. Mm-hmm. They are just a tool like anything else. And, you know, the modern Ouija board se- uh, session is usually done with some fear and trepidation. So that that's the energy you're bringing to the table. Mm. A lot of times the session is started with, is there anyone here who wants to talk to us? That could be anyone. <laughs> you wouldn't no go into intention- a bar and say that. <laughs> Open your front door. Welcome. Is there anyone here who would like to come into my house and do whatever they want? What a perspective. I never thought of it that way, but that's true. With fear. Yeah. Fear in my voice. Mm -hmm. Uh, And like usually, you know, five people who are scared out of their minds. So, you know, you've got this buffet of negative to agitated emotion and you're inviting something in to, you know which you're afraid of and you know what do you what could happen in that situation you know so i think that um ouija boards are actually an aesthetic that i've always loved mm-hmm. and that to me feels like another piece of the puzzle to me 
where it's like, oh, well, funny, you've always loved spirit boards, you know, um, you know, like I've got this, I've got this mm-hmm. tattoo. It's the planchette. It's lovely. Planchette, planchette. for mm-hmm. audio people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's like, put your money where your mouth is, right? Um, but I think that Ouija boards, like anything else, should be treated with intention and good energy mm-hmm. with purpose. You know, if you want to talk to someone specifically. Um, and then, you know, I do get that question answered, like, have you ever had someone bad come through mm-hmm. or something uninvited come through in a medium session? And like I said earlier, I am generating so much positivity and I'm going up. I'm going, you know, I don't play in the dark space, mm-hmm. you know, um, so I'm not even on that playing field for something like that to come in. And I know there's mediums and other people are like, you got to do all this protection. You have to you know, pray to Archangel Michael and you got to picture this ball of egg of energy. And 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 that is great, you know, if that puts you in the right zone. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't like to be a slave to too many complicated rituals because I think that we're just, I didn't wear the magical socks, you know, and then, <laughs> and then you know, the whole thing falls apart. But, um, yeah, I think it all comes down to intention and what, you're, what you want to do and what the results are. And, again, setting your rules uh, as to what can and can't happen. So I don't think there's anything inherently evil about Ouija boards. Originally, they were very much part of the spiritualism movement mm-hmm. and they had nothing to do with fear until the exorcism came out. <laughs> we talked about that actually. We did. We did but you cover know. that. Mm-hmm. You know. I, you know. I do have a follow-up question to that if you I love don't it. mind. Um, yeah. Do you believe in demons or Ooh. like the religious aspect of like paranormal things. <laughs> I wish I wish the people listening could see the facial expression. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's my favorite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to bottle that face. <laughs> well, uh, I think um, yeah, I am a spiritual person. I'm not a religious person. Mm-hmm. Amen. So to put those kind of labels on something, mm-hmm. obviously I believe in a spectrum of energy. Mm-hmm. How that manifests or if it manifests um, I don't, I don't presume to know all the answers either, but again, I'm not playing in that space. Um, so I've, I've never encountered one and I hope that track re- record stays, you know, I, I'm not going to seek that out or welcome that in just out of curiosity. Um, you know, I've heard stories and I, who am I to tell someone that they interpreted it wrong mm-hmm. or, sure. Um, but I also know that our power of awareness and observation can shape this world on a quantum level. So whatever we're bringing to the table can certainly help form something, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure you guys have heard of tulpas and agrigores and thought forms. Um, so who's to say we're not doing it to ourselves? (laughs) You know, absolutely. And, and again, it's like, I don't know. I don't have the answers. Am I going to deny it or pretend I, I do know for my own mental comfort? No, nah. <laughs> no, <Nah. laughs> that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you ever watch like I, I mean, I know Gabby and I've talked about this uh, on the paranormal side of, of watching like a, a horror film or something and their portrayal of 
a ghost hunt or ghosts in general uh, <laughs> and just kind of silently sitting there and raging and being like, that's not how that works. Do, Do you, you mean ghost adventures? Be- Sorry. <laughs> no comment. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying, I'm trying to put positivity out in the universe. Positivity. <laughs> and not, and not talk the as vibrations. much <laughs> But like, do you ever do you ever find yourself responding similarly to fictional portrayals of mediums yeah. and and what they do and how they do it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, well, like the reality shows, those are obviously made for entertainment <laughs> <Reality>. value. <laughs> yeah, reality shows they're made for entertainment value, and uh, but like. Yeah, like the Conjuring movies and mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, I have always found that the ghost movies start out so good with the atmosphere that they build, like the knocking or mm-hmm. the door opening or, you know, the bumps in the night. And then when they start revealing, you know, the evil hag or, or the monster that or, the you know, the scarred apparition of <laughs> possession, that's when I get bored and, yeah. and want to shut off. You know, but um, I haven't seen too many movies that have mediums in it. And I'm not sure why. I I think that I'm kind of picky. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> fair. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to watch anything. But, you know, I think it can be frustrating when we see magic or witchcraft or ghosts or or any kind of paranormal in in fiction because it's almost like they take the feeling of it and they make it visual and then Mm -hmm. you want those visuals in real life where I think all of those things can be so much more subtle Mm -hmm. in our world Mm -hmm. I sometimes I wish that it could be an amazing light show because it feels like it but um you know and and that's kind of what breaks my heart about Hollywood is like you make it look so cool and so good and it's just can be so much more subtle than that you know they'll have like books flying around the room yeah. and everything and then in real life there's a little you know? <laughs> <laughs> what I think I think that's really well said about they take the feeling and make it visual because yeah. when you are in the midst of an encounter or, or living somewhere where you're feeling this energy and, and you know what it feels like, you know what you're experiencing, but those around you aren't necessarily having that same experience. And that can be frustrating. So putting that visual is really satisfying, but it does set up Mm -hmm. a certain set of expectations. Then Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm always, I I find this on my ghost hunt sometimes where we'll go into a haunted location and I'll have people be like, so when's the haunting going to start? I'm like, that's not really how it works. <laughs> like something might happen, like the lights might do something funky. We might have someone feel like they're grabbed or or something mm-hmm. might nudge a little off a counter. But like, you don't just call ghosts on demand. That's not how yeah. that works. Bad yeah. name. Ghost on ghost demand. On, ghost on demand. <laughs> right. But I can't just be like, hey, could you throw something across the room for me right now? That'd be great. Do me a solid. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I it mean, can, yeah. It can also come down to expectation mm-hmm. too. It needs to look like this. Yes. Yeah. And and that really needs to go out the window mm-hmm. it, because you you got to set the energy of I'm I'm creating this space. Mm-hmm. Come in, you know. I'm not here to dictate how it looks like, what it feels like. Uh, we're here to be open minded, um, and we're not here to just be impressed with card tricks. You know, that's not cool. You know, gosh, you know, if 
I was part of the afterlife and someone was like, well, you're going to perform? I'd be like, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, well, I was, but that- yeah. <laughs> Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to be a dick about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh. I'm not seeing any of the proceeds from yeah. this ghost tour. <laughs> Are you going to tip me at the end of this? No? Okay, then walk, walk along. Move it along. Thank you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, Jennifer, thank you so much for talking with us. Um, we're going to be hopping over in a moment to uh, Gabby's reading, which is going to be really exciting. But I'm so excited. We- before we do that, can um, you tell the people where they can find you, where they can seek you <laughs> out and listen to you and, and just experience all of these awesome things you've been telling us about? Yay. Um, well, the podcast is called I Talk to Ghosts. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, there's also a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash I Talk to Ghosts. Um, not only is it an audio podcast that you can find on, I hope, every preferable podcast. <laughs> pod app out there but there is a youtube channel um where i do a full video uh of of the episodes which is this whole other game of production right but um but those are the main ways uh that that people can find me you can also go to italktoghost.com to sign up for a reading or sign up for the my newsletter where you might be picked for a free reading. You don't have to be on the show. Or you can also maybe pay for a reading. <laughs> nice. If so inclined. If so inclined and you're impatient. <laughs> <laughs> I want it now. Yeah. It's me perpetually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like Veruca Salt. <sighs> I love that. <laughs> Nice. Thank you so much for uh, for doing this. I can't wait to do the reading. I'm really excited. Thank you. And thank you for the interesting and challenging questions. <laughs> I love talking about this stuff. Yay. So anytime, anytime. Nice. So I don't know about you, but I know that I, I love uh, doing too many things at once and saying yes to everything all the time. <laughs> I think you know that's true of me, too. <laughs> and that's why we require coffee so we can get things done. But then it sometimes mm-hmm. often all the time backfires on us. Yeah. No, my problem with coffee is uh, I mean, like I love it. I drink too much of it. But if I drink coffee past a certain point in the day, then I'm up all night. Yeah. So then I'm tired because I don't sleep. So I have to drink more coffee. So then I'm up all night and it becomes. But I relate. I I feel like I tend to drink more coffee to try to get more done. And then I just get so shaky and jittery that I can't function and my anxiety goes to the roof and then like nothing gets done. So productivity is a challenge when you sign up for too many things. Um, (laughs) So I think, you know, in the sake of efficacy. (laughs) We try to find a better way. Well, we actually had the opportunity to try a product called Magic Mind. And what's so cool is like they're just they're little these little tiny bottles. And I loved that I could just wake up, go to my fridge and take it. Yep. And it was so quick and it's so easy. I'm not preparing anything. I'm not having to run out to get to get more coffee. Uh, It was just this this tiny little bottle in my fridge. Nice. And you can drink it with or without coffee, Mm -hmm, too, which mm -hmm. is kind of cool. I know we took it for like a week. Mm -hmm. um, And I noticed the difference pretty immediately. I know that it's like the longer you take it, the more the effects show. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, Um, yeah. But for me, I found that pretty immediately I was able to see 
I was way more productive, less stressed, more focused. Mm -hmm. I have a tendency to get distracted when I'm in the middle of a project. Didn't happen as much when I was doing this, which was kind of nice. Less stress, less anxiety. Big goal of life. It's got some (laughs) nootropics in it um, Mm -hmm. to help you stay focused, relaxed, flow state of mind. But also, I know one of your favorite ingredients, matcha. Matcha. I love matcha. I love matcha so much. Anytime I see that it's in something, I get like weirdly excited. So (laughs) It's so good. And it has... uh, L-theanine in it that reduces stress, which is really cool and allows you to just, you know, have a more natural approach to caffeine. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I know I've actually referred it to a lot of people that I work with because we are all workaholics and like to get stuff done. (laughs) And so, hey, if we can be more effective in what we do. Let's do it. It's a good. It's a good product for ghost hunters. It is. We, you know, yeah, it's perfect for ghost hunting. <laughs> and having said that, <laughs> <laughs> so Magic Mind has graciously given us the opportunity to uh, share a deal with our listeners. So if you go to MagicMind.co/slash/ghoulish-tendencies, you can get up to fifty-six percent off your first subscription order if you order in the next ten days, or twenty percent off a one-time purchase if you. You use the code ghoulish20. Thank you uh, for this reading. I'm really excited for the reading. We've been talking about this for a while, so I'm really excited to do it. Excited is the best kind of energy to bring. Okay. So The first thing that came to me was an older man, and he showed me all kinds of medication bottles. It's wild that you say that because my dad is alive, Mm -hmm. but he has Alzheimer's and takes a lot of medications. And I call him twice a day, every day to take his pills. And he is constantly confused about his medications. And it's a really like stressful thing to deal with. So I don't know if that's something that that could be that, but it could also be my my grandfather on my mom's side who had dementia and was in a similar situation and he has passed. Okay. There seems to be a woman who it feels like she would rather talk about everyone else and not about herself. So I don't know if you know about that personality at all. It's almost like she's hiding a bit. I don't know how much you want me to tell you. Like, how much do you want me to tell you? I can tell you other things. Um, There was someone who was coming in kind of earthy and gentle um, as a personality. I Sometimes I have to play this mystery game of connecting the dots. So I just want to tell you things that were coming through. Uh, There there was a woman who, who smiled at me and um, I knew she was related to you because her her smile and right here look like you. Okay. Okay. You, so is that connecting some dots for you? Yeah. Um, oh, earlier today, I smelled. Do, do you know anyone who went thrift shopping? I smelled a thrift store. I mean, to be fair, I feel like <laughs> like all of my grandparents homes were literal thrift stores. Okay. Um, It could be that, but you know, that's what it smelled like. It smelled like a thrift store. And I also smelled uh, cologne. It wasn't, it wasn't overbearing. It wasn't offensive, but there was also like a, a, it sound, it smelled like, you know, a male, a male 
scent, for lack of a better word. Um, so it's, both of those things came in hand in hand. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Um, I pay attention to suggestions in my brain or things that I'm doing that I don't normally do. And when I came down here to do my prep work, I had to clean the space first. Specifically, I have wires and plugs all over the place because not only is this kind of my seance parlor, but there's a camera and lights and cords. There's cords everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. And I had to clean up the courts. <laughs> uh, and as I was doing so, um, like, it's like, no, don't put that one under the rug. That's a fire hazard. And then, like, I had to make everything neat and tidy. And then when I left for the evening, uh, I was told to go unplug something over there because I shouldn't leave that there either. Like, that was a fire hazard as well. And I'm like, okay, well, now I'm getting a little paranoid about stuff. He was presenting himself like a father figure to you, but kind of removed. Um, so I'm like, step, is this a stepdad or is this, um, uh, just an estranged father. And they were showing me, um, heavy work gloves, like not like, uh, snow gloves, like heavy, like utility gloves and, um, boots, like tall, like the tall black boots, like also work boots. And, um, described him as really successful. It was, a, it's important for him to have some kind of legacy. Like he wanted to build something. What you've described sounds like my, my papa, my mom's dad who passed away. The okay. one that I was saying had dementia. Okay. He, um, I actually like was really, really close with him. And he was, I always joke that he's where I get my stupid sense of humor from. And he had, blue eyes and blonde hair. My natural hair color is blonde. You just never, would never know it. I but both my know. mom and dad, neither of them have blue eyes or blonde hair. And I got that trait from him. And I got a lot of his artistic abilities. Oh my gosh. And, no, and I like, have that written down. Uh, your creativity, you have your creativity in common. And um, yeah. okay. Yeah. That's maybe. probably him. He also had like a workshop that he worked in when I was little. Um, and he like showed me how to hammer nails in a like block of wood in my name, like okay. when I was like seven or okay. like eight. Um, but he always uh, was very much the um, hard worker type and created a bit of a legacy for him and my mom's side of the family, like in the Los Angeles area before I was even around, but like made it happen. Like he was a very go getter, make it happen type of guy. And okay. he was hand like a handyman and he could build anything. Okay. And so like Okay. Yeah. That's what that sounds like. Yeah. Wanted to build something. Yeah. Thrifting was probably my bubby, who was his wife. Uh-huh. And um she passed before he did. She actually passed really suddenly. I was seeing an older gentleman who like did something with his mouth. Did he have a habit of doing the, doing that? Yeah, like, a little bit when he was older. Like Yeah. Like he was like Mm -hmm. just playing with his mouth a bit like a, a lip thing mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. he, like he licking his lips kind of and yeah yeah that's probably my papa it's definitely your papa and yeah. the fact that you know he was acknowledging that i'm her dad but not not how you think you know and and you well, call yeah. him and you call him papa right yeah um mm -hmm. 
Okay. That makes sense. But I do have a stepdad, which is funny, but you're not describing him because he is not the most handy kind of guy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like we joke with him that he doesn't, he's not as handy. And and he is living too. Yeah, he's living. My Mm -hmm. stepdad's living. My dad is living. My dad is just not doing well right now. Your papa, he, he knows them enough to be able to talk about them. Yeah, he could talk about both of them. Okay. Um, I think he was showing me that um, someone is named after someone. My brother is named after my dad. Um, do you know anyone who um, works with, with trees, like replanting? I, I honestly don't know. Okay. Maybe put a pin in that and um, ask around or think about it. Um, Because someone was showing me like planting trees or reforesting or or something like that. Um, It wasn't very specific, but it didn't seem like normal gardening to me. Um, Do you ever feel like you get signs from from your papa, Uh, like especially around like celebrations or special occasions, your birthday? Uh, he died around Yom Kippur. Um, and there, I mean, generally speaking, I feel like his energy mostly around, but, um, he, there was a time when I was driving, it was when I lived in LA still, and I was driving past the cemetery where, uh, he and my buddy are buried. Um, and it was on the freeway. It wasn't like on the street and the cemetery was right next to it. It was like, like a very high traffic, Mm -hmm. big freeway. And I was driving past it and my music changed on my, my music. And it changed to an iron and wine song, um, that made me, that reminded me of him. Um, and so like, I remember like getting weirded out by it. I'm like, I didn't change my song. Why am I? And I got like annoyed that my song changed, Uh but then I, I like realized what song it was. And I was like, Oh, he's saying hi. Got it. Noted, you know, so that I, I've acknowledged that before. I think, um, I just generally feel his presence at my parents' house. Mm -hmm. He lived at my parents' house when I lived there, when I was in my early twenties and he, the room that I now stay in at my parents' house was his room. I generally just like feel him around and my mom is super sensitive and she won't admit it. And she sees him out of her peripheral in the house, walking around in his underwear, (laughs) like fully sees him. Um, And like she saw him sitting in the backyard one time while she was in the kitchen. And she said on the phone one time when she and I were on the phone, she could hear him breathing. Wow. So like he's around like perpetually. I don't think it's always on holidays, but Mm -hmm. I think during Yom Kippur, we especially think of him because that's when he passed. Um. Yeah, it was but, just brought yeah. up specifically like there's a sign and it happened during like a celebration of some sort, you know, uh, yeah. as like a specific acknowledgement to that. Um, yeah, that's probably I mean, it's not like the happiest celebration, but like sure. it is a time where family tends to gather. Absolutely. So, mm-hmm. yeah, a celebration mm-hmm. of sorts, just like a more morbid one, I guess. Your story about the song is just fascinating to me. And I know that we can easily discredit it or dismiss it, but I would just really love to pass along the message that he is there for you and you are still connected and 
that that doesn't ever change. Just to switch gears a little bit, is there yeah. an element of your family where someone was kind of talking about uh, a little bit of conflict and strife, like <laughs> someone who just stirs something up to stir it up or, or just, you know what I mean? And we don't have to talk about it a lot, but there was an sure. acknowledgement of that too. Like, oh, again, you know, or just, I think they wanted to offer you, um, a bit of calm when it came to that, like they get it and they're acknowledging it. I think that's probably like in regards to my mom, oh. because my mom and I, like my, our entire lives without like giving away too many details, like sure. we have a good relationship, Yeah, but we are very similar and we butt heads a lot. And so it's been like explosive at times. Like when I was a teenager, it was bad. I was like teen angst mm-hmm. to the maximum. And mm-hmm. like throughout my life, there's been a lot of challenges. Uh, and I know both of them were around mm-hmm. that a lot when I was that age. Okay. So that's probably what that's in reference to. Yeah. Yeah. I but, think so. Uh, yeah. But there's also a acknowledgement of uh, balance. Yeah. That, um, so I think that, I don't think they were bringing it up other than to be like, remember this, remember this, you remember, you know, um, and that there's an encouragement of, uh, don't worry, just do like find the emotional balance in things. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and to not, we all know what our triggers are. But sure. if we can notice our triggers and kind of observe and remove ourselves a little bit from it, yeah. um, you know, and because I don't think anyone ever wants to see who who likes conflict. I mean, I hear people say they like conflict, but I don't, I don't know if I necessarily. People just like to be right all the time. And they don't realize it causes conflict. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Not in a like a, a bad way, but is there a little bit of um, perfectionism that runs in your family? Um, not in a necessarily like I I need to be perfect. It's more like it's almost a judgment thing, you know. Where for it, sure, um, and yes. they're and I think that they're acknowledging that the vulnerability underneath that that where it really stems from um, is that just when when someone feels vulnerable that's our way of controlling things with through perfectionism and stuff and i think they, they just want to um, relate that they they understand and also just kind of like relate to the vulnerability or um, you know see the vulnerability and respond to that not the perfectionism and if you see it in you address what you're feeling vulnerable about and, and, you know, secure yourself that way. Yeah. No, that makes like, like a stupid amount of sense. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, that's very, very relevant. And I think that, uh, applies to all the people that you're discussing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And it's, a, I think a familial trait too, is that there's always been high expectations, Yeah. um, to perform or like fit a, a you know, a, a cookie cutter, if you will, of what, what expectation should be. And I've never been that. And my mom has never been that, but there's always like this trickle down effect of expectations from parents that like, we could call it things like trauma (laughs) or lots of other things of like stuff that like, you know, how people were raised in the fifties and sixties is very different than how people are raised now. And, you know, like 
awareness of like how therapy can be helpful for things of that nature and like understanding why you do the things that you do and why you feel the need to be perfect or control things because of why, right? Like I think <laughs> I go to therapy. I know these things about myself. This is not news. Um, but it's interesting to hear the acknowledgement of oh, like yeah. the, one of the roots of where <laughs> that might yeah. have come from. Yeah. I think we, you know, when we, we pass on, we gain this perspective of, mm. oh, that was silly. You know, like we retain ourselves, but at the same time, so much falls away that, you know, we can let go of so much of our worries and concerns and, and the things that we put importance on. Mm -hmm. And they certainly want you to be able to break that cycle, you know? Oh, so that's lovely. Yeah. And there, it just seems like they're really acknowledging the vulnerability underneath. Like, see me as a vulnerable person who was trying the best that they could. And they understand yeah. that you are the same way. And um, they want to be there for you uh, to lend you that energy that, it, you know, it's o it's okay to really shelter yourself and take care of yourself and, and nurture yourself, right? I love that. That's so great. Oh, <laughs> yay. Feel good positivity. Love that. <laughs> well, speaking of which, I have, I do have like one more message to give you that okay. they, they told me to tell you. Okay. And it's, it's along those lines. It says, know yourself through and through, react to the chaos from the outside with your calm on the inside. Like the world oh, wow. is always going to be chaotic, right? We can't control that. But if we can create the calm within ourselves, even in the good times, especially in the good times, so that we can draw upon it during the chaos, um, you know, it's like cultivate within you because that's where it's going to come from. It's never going to come from the outside. We're never going to get our validation card fully punched or, you know, have, have the world quiet for us. We, we have right. to create it on the inside. And, yeah. and, um, there's, they just want to say how much they're there for you and, and they get it. They get it so much. And that's and, so sweet, you know, for, they just kind of want to acknowledge it, apologize a bit and be there for you through it. I love that. Oh my God. I want to call my mom right now and be like, mom, I talked to Bubby and Papa. Like, oh my goodness. This, that's wild. Sorry. I didn't mean to yell. I just got excited. No, I um, love it. But it, there, there was a lot of, you know, I think this is one of the things that's, that sucks about uh, a loved one that has cognitive, you know, issues yeah. getting older is that there's not a lot of time to like no. get closure. Mm -hmm. yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. I appreciate that. Well, you are so welcome. And I'm I'm completely honored to be able to facilitate this for you. Thank you. Know, you. And and um just thank you so much for trusting me to do that and and thank you so much for giving me your time and, and sharing this thank with you. me. Thank you for taking the time to do this. Oh my gosh, this was like probably the most incredible reading I think I've ever had. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but that means a lot to me. That really means a lot to me. And this brings us to... Creepy Critics Corner! Creepy Critics Corner! Kim, what you watching? Uh, I am continuing my journey into what some are calling the low-budget horror renaissance. Woohoo! 
Uh, last time I talked about Skin and Marink, and I, I have to give a shout out to Nadia. And we love Nadia. Nadia has been a longtime listener. And uh, she took me up on my challenge to write in about why she liked Skinnamarink, which which I was a little bit meh about, and, and wrote me a very detailed and thoughtful uh, message about the whole thing. And, and I do have to say it was it was nice reading her perspective and kind of rethinking some of my thoughts on on seeing the movie um i do think if i had not viewed it in a movie theater it it's one of the very rare times you'll hear me say i would have been better off watching it at home and at some point i may watch it at home just to see if that makes a difference uh that being said this week i watched a movie called the outwaters okay it is another buzzed about low budget horror film uh, it was just recently released on Screenbox, which is another horror streaming site uh, similar to to Shutter but different. And uh, it's been, it'd been making the the festival rounds a little bit. Actually, I think it just I think it premiered uh, about a year ago at festivals, but now it's getting a wide release and it's it's a, a found footage movie. I'm a sucker for a found footage movie. For me, it was, it was a similar budget to Skin and Marink. It was about $15,000. And for me, it was it was weird and cool and creepy in a way I found much more satisfying than Skin and Marink. Like, it goes down a way. It goes weird, man. It gets weird. But, like, my kind of weird. <laughs> nice. Uh, and one of the things I really love is that because it's found footage, as things are getting weirder, you know, a lot of times when you're watching movies where you're like, oh, are they hallucinating? Is this happening in their mind? Whatever. Except you're seeing what the camera's seeing. So <laughs> as things get progressively more and more unhinged and it's playing with time and it's playing with reality, you're still seeing it through the camera, which uh, means it's, it's some kind of reality. That's real. But it, it, it's basically these, these four young people who go into the desert um, because one of them, she's a singer, and, and the actress uh, has a lovely singing voice, and they're going to make a, a music video. But then they're seeing some weird things. They're experiencing weird things. There's this, like, pack of donkeys that keeps popping up, which was delightful. <laughs> and I was kind of like, did they hire these donkeys or were these accidental donkeys? Because if they were accidental, accidental donkeys, band name. Band name. Um, <laughs> but... They are just experiencing like lots of weird sounds and weird lights, and 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 then there's a dude with an axe, and it's kind of downhill from there. Uh, oh, accidental yeah. donkeys can be spelled with a x. Oh, accidental, accidental donkeys. donkeys. We just created something. To. Tell Terrence new band name. New we band it. name. I will tell mm -hmm. him. No one will know the reference. It'll be great. no one will, but that doesn't even matter. Nope. Uh, but it it's. I really enjoyed it. Uh, again, I, I'm a sucker for a low-budget horror film. I appreciate low-budget horror films. Um, and it was it was really effective, and it, it clicked with me in a way Skin and Rank didn't. So okay. if you are somebody who maybe felt similarly, you might like this movie. If you love Skin and Rank, you still might like this movie. I really dug it. You can find it on Screenbox. Check it out. Nice. What you been watching? <laughs> I've been watching a lot of trash reality TV <gasps> that I won't talk Shut about face. because, what? you know, won't talk about it right now. However, I did However. watch a movie on Netflix <gasps> called You People. 
Have you heard of this movie? I have heard of this movie. This movie is about my family. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so first of all, um, I will say that for some people, it's a horror movie. Um, <laughs> for other people, it's just uncomfortable and awkward for 90% mm. of it. Mm. Um, and let me tell you why. So basically, if you don't know about this movie, um, it's got Jonah Hill. He plays the main character. It's got Eddie Murphy. I love Eddie Murphy. So mm-hmm. anything he's in, I always want to watch. And obviously, we have Mulder. We have David Duchovny is also in it. So, of course, I want to watch it. And Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Like, the cast is insane. It's really, mm-hmm. really great. But it's basically about these two people who fall in love. And one is a, and it takes place in Los Angeles, which is also where I'm from. So I was like, cool, I know what synagogue they're at. Awesome. <laughs> um, it basically is about a, a well, like a well-off white Jewish family and a black family from a not so necessarily well-off area in Los Angeles. And the daughter of the um, black family and the son of the white family start dating and fall in love. And it's a really sweet story. Like seeing them dating is like the cutest thing. It's so cute. If you haven't seen it, it's just like so endearing and heartwarming. And I love it so much. But you also see how like intensely different their cultural backgrounds are Mm. and how much headbutting happens and how much Mm -hmm. like cringe. Cringe is the word of this movie. Like (laughs) it is just like pulling your collar like the whole time and wanting to hide in your shirt like I can't did they say that did they really just say that oh my god in front of these people they said that which is also why it's called you people people. so like (laughs) they kind of gives it away in the title but um my mom doesn't listen to this podcast it's fine my mom (laughs) literally is Julia Lewis-Dreyfus and like I didn't even tell her and she asked me if I had seen the movie and Terrence and I watched it and we were like, we can't tell your parents. We we can't, we can't talk to them about this. We can't do it because it's them. And even like Terrence watching it, my husband watching it was like, oh my God, it's your family. Like it literally was so to a T. Um, but yeah, great movie. It, it, I think the certain parts of it were really like well done, mm-hmm. but then like certain parts I was like, yeah, no, this is definitely a like fiction film. Um, <laughs> And this would never happen this way uh, mm. in, in certain aspects, which made it less realistic. But the cringe parts, <laughs> chef's kiss, 100% realistic. Um, and I can vouch as someone who was raised in a Jewish white family in Los Angeles. Um, so that's what I watched. Okay. <laughs> um, horror, if you choose it to be. Uh, but Jennifer, what have you been watching? Oh, boy. I think I'm with the rest of culture right now watching The Last of Us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Super, super intense. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm also rewatching Game of Thrones. Ooh, um, <laughs> that's, a con- that's a pairing. <laughs> right? Wow. And you know what? Yeah, Game of Thrones is actually a lot less stressful than Last of Us. <laughs> really? It's like, yeah, which is funny because Game of Thrones is so violent and, you know, people doing terrible things. But Last of Us, it's like they're walking through a field and I'm tense. Like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Why are you in the middle of this open field? Stop doing that. Stop talking loud, you know? <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I've just, I haven't, you know, I'm in the hot seat here. I can't remember if I'm, if I've watched a movie lately, um, thinking back on like one of the last spooky kind of movies I watched. Uh, have you guys seen Antlers? Yes. I have not. I've heard of it. That is, 
I was expecting it to kind of be just a gore fest, lowbrow, not really trying, but it, it was impressive. It, I I really appreciated that film and would actually recommend it as a horror film. And uh, Pacific Northwest so, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. I think it was it it approached it on so many different l- levels, mm-hmm. and so yeah, nothing. I thought it was going to be cringy, and it wasn't. Um, so in a way, it's a pleasant surprise. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, thank you for sharing. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We hope you enjoyed this awesome episode with our lovely guest, Jennifer Page Paget. I'm just going to say it. because <laughs> We're um, trending something new. We had to try it. <laughs> we had to. Um, I love so it. So thank you so much, Jennifer, for being here with us today. This has been so fantastic. And we loved having you. So I mean, you're welcome anytime, obviously. Thank you. Thank of you. Course. I think we should do an episode where you ask me all like the mean questions. Oh. So everyone can get, but the world can get it out of its system and I can answer those questions. Maybe we'll put it on Patreon. Nice. I love it. Nice, nice. <laughs> well, having said that, thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, go over to Patreon. Hey, we told you about it at the beginning of this episode. We did. We remembered. We remembered. Uh, so we're not going to talk about it now. Just go. Nope. Go to Patreon, Ghoulish Tendencies Podcast. Um, mm-hmm. You can find us anywhere you find uh, podcasts, Ghoulish Tendencies Podcast, and also hit us up on the IG if you want a visual reference for the things that we talk about, or mm-hmm. join Patreon and see our video. Um, but hey... You know, we appreciate anyone who wants to give us love, whether it's financial or reviews, Mm, Apple Podcasts, mm -hmm. Spotify, what have you. We appreciate it all. So thank you so much for listening. And having said that, stay stay safe.